Hey everyone, I am so excited you chose to listen to the very first day of our Christmas Advent devotional series. I was absolutely thrilled when I reached out to my friend Sue Bolt and she gave me an enthusiastic yes to use her Advent called Unwrapping Christmas, Viewing the Nativity Through Luke's Eyes. Sue is just one of those God-loving, people-loving kind of girl who was actually on my podcast sharing about her miraculous healing of stage four adrenal cancer. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go to August 23rd airing date after you're done listening here and get filled up with an extreme dose of faith. This story will blow your socks off. So every day leading up to Christmas, I will be sharing a devotional advent out of Sue's book and it is completely optional and not mandatory to use her book for this advent. But if you do want it to do more in your quiet time with God, the link will be listed in the podcast description below. These advents are made to be short and to ponder on what questions you can ask yourself at the end of each episode. So throughout this month, my prayer is that your heart is full of contentment and rest, joy, hope, and peace as you celebrate with your family Jesus' birth that keeps on giving us life today. So I'm going to begin with an introduction from the book and start with day one. I love Christmas. I love everything about this season, from the twinkly lights, the long-remembered carols, the deep blue nights, the hope and joy of family, food, memories to be made, and everything in between. However, is the wonder of Christmas and what it means to the weary soul, the famished and hurting heart, and a person yearning to find meaning in a world gone askew that means the most. Yes, it is a season filled with wonder and generosity. Still, all its promise can be lost in our must-do list preparing for a celebration when provision seems slim or the advent of sometimes messy family relationships. Instead of refreshment or rescue, Christmas can be a reminder of things or people lost, hopes deferred, or dreams dismantled by the stuff of life. Under the paper and ribbon can be piles of distraction about meaningless details or worry about what the coming year might bring. But Jesus came. John 1.14, message version, says the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Yes, he came and moved into the neighborhood, your neighborhood, my neighborhood. With his first breath, everything in the world was upended, turning right side up and providing rescue, freedom, wholeness, and yes, salvation. 
The Savior who created all that is laid aside his incomparable and inestimable splendor and majesty to move in next door and politely asked if we would simply invite him in for dinner. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. And when Jesus comes to dinner, he lovingly lays aside the sinful, moldy, and past expiration date leftovers of our lives that we present to him. And he provides a feast beyond comprehension. We trade in our brokenness. He supplies wholeness. We give him our sin-scarred hearts and broken bodies. Jesus provides his healing balm. We give him our selfishness. And he gives us himself without reservation. Let's take a few moments this Christmas season and once again receive refreshment from the age-old story found in Luke's gospel that warms our soul. Let's be challenged by the Holy Spirit who has so much to reveal of Jesus' banquet for us, realizing that in this lifetime, we will only begin to scratch the surface of who He is and what He has done. Let's lay aside our lists, distractions, or cares And for a few minutes each day, unwrap Christmas, the gift that never stops giving. Day 1, Luke 1, 1 1-2 And as much as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. There is a beginning to the Christmas narrative, and then there is another beginning, a beginning that has no starting point or finish line to cross. God eternal, God unlimited, the uncaused cause. Jesus's story doesn't start with his conception or his birth. His story doesn't even launch from the creation of the world as we know it. The great I am, co-existent, co-eternal, co-equal with the Father and the Holy Spirit has always been. Our oh-so-limited minds can't begin to comprehend this truth. Jesus, the Word of God, God himself became flesh and dwelt among us, Almighty God, leaving heaven's splendor, took on the form of our dust to save us from our separation from the Father and the ravages of sin and enslavement to our enemy, a babe in a manger, God with us. And what about those eyewitnesses who walked the dusty paths of Israel with him, those who laughed cried, beheld, and held the miraculous, they desire for us to encounter the miraculous as well. 
There has never been a more lavish romance in all of measured time than the love story of God for humanity. Because that's what Christmas is, the real life story of the king who became a pauper, who so loved his wayward children that he came for their rescue. He came so they could find overwhelming satisfaction and fulfillment by being hidden in his heart and empowered by his Holy Spirit. He came so that they may reign in life instead of being devastated by it. Such is the power of the Christmas story, a story that never stops giving. And here are the questions to ponder on throughout your day. List a few reasons why Christmas is special to you. And think about how this devotional speaks to you personally. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to rescue us and to satisfy our hearts and souls. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our fulfillment and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you that you came and reigned life for us, Lord, to grab a hold of and to experience a true abundant life of joy, love, and peace. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and you would love for him to come into your life, say this prayer with me out loud right where you are. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Your word says in John 6, 37, All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. So I know that you will never drive or cast me out, but you take me in, and I thank you for it. You say in your word in Romans 10, 13, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm calling on your name, so I know you have saved me now. You also say, God, in Romans 10, 9 through 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I believe in my heart Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he was raised from the dead for my justification, and I confess him now as my Lord. And I do believe with my heart that I've now become the righteousness of God in Christ, and I am saved. Thank you, Lord. If you prayed this for the first time, I would love for you to email me. I'll send you a free gift and stay tuned for tomorrow's Advent devotion.